Welcome to the MTR Network. We are back for another Supergirl Super Tuesday. I am your host, Shanna, and I am here with the doctor. And we are here to discuss uh, Season 6, Episode 12, How to Be an Anti-Racist Supergirl. Uh, no. <laughs> no, that's, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's the title. The official title is Blind Spots. Um, I will say, uh, before we the get started. The official title is Black Women Having to Care Everybody Once Fucking Again. That's what the official title is. Um, the episode was co-written by the star of this week's episode, Azzy Tespai, um, who plays Kelly Olsen, a.k.a. Guardian 2.0. Um, so... <laughs> I mean, I think we can tell how the doctor feels about the episode. Look, if this was a if this was a video, if this was a like a video, yeah. Mm, mm, okay. Mm. So what I'm gonna say is that I really enjoyed the episode. Um, probably the only at least for me as a black woman, probably the only subtle thing about this episode was the title. <laughs> Um, but overall, I liked it. Um, it's, you know, Supergirl always, I think, when it does tackle these issues, does a good job of, like, you know, connecting it to the, the superhero magical aspects of the show um, so that it, it feels good as a story. I think my only issue with it was really two scenes where I it was just so explicit. Like, because there were a lot of moments that I was like, message. <laughs> that was a whole fucking episode. Message. And that message, was a message, message, message. message. <laughs> like, I just really wanted Keenan Irwin <laughs> to just jump up in the background at some point. Um, but there were two scenes where it got just, like, so extra. And I think it was the scene with Kara and Kelly. And I was screaming. <laughs> I was screaming. Like, bitch. I'm not doing, feel guilty on your own fucking time. We got work to do. Well, it was, it was that scene, but then also the scene with her and Alex at the end. And, yep. and not because what she was saying was wrong or it, like, I thought it was a good way to portray how these conversations happen with your like white friends and family and allies, you know, who don't quite understand. Like, I do think those are how these conversations happen. You know, Blackish did an episode about this. Like, you know, everybody's had their episode within the past year or so about this. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I think for me, I get a little, mm, when people start giving like, here's what you can do. Mm -hmm. Because here's what you can do varies depending on the person and their power. And it's also, it's also more work. It's like, stop being the weakest fucking link. You want to know what you can do? I've told you what the problem is. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, it's yeah. It's like, what you can do is try and find some solutions. So I'm not the one having to give right. them to you. It is 2021. Robin D'Angelo been all over and throughout these internet streets. You can't tell me, you can't look up. I fucked up with my black friend. What, I, what should I do? And ain't a slate of white anti-racist educators out there that can help your ass. Stop asking the black people to spoon feed this shit to you. It's annoying. Yeah. So that was that was my only issue was I didn't like these scenes where people were like, what can I do? And then she just like kind of offered them like, here's a series of steps of things you can do. Um so the it's, best part of that though was when they was like, Oh, we screwed up. Yes, motherfuckers, if you had listened. 
when she was basically like, you could have listened to me. That's what you could have done. So that was my thing. I thought she was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Because she was like, I feel like I'm screaming and nobody is hearing me. I thought she was going to say, you could have listened. And and what I liked is you had these moments of like folks blatantly ignoring her, Alex and Kara being those two folks. And then you did have these small moments with like Nia and with um, Brainy where they, you know, they were clearly listening. They weren't prioritizing her, but they were listening and hearing. And yeah. so I kind of also wanted them to be the ones to say, you could listen to her. Yeah. Which, I mean, Nia kind of did when they were going to say, oh, well, we need to go talk to her. And Nia was like, no, you need to leave her the fuck alone right now. Yeah, let her have a moment. Okay, we, we like... I can say, wait, hold on. All I can say is this. I'm like, y'all are proving Ben Lockwood right to a certain extent. Remember, the main reason he got mad was like, y'all blew up my fucking house. Like, oh, we're here to save the day. I'm like, but you forgot about all the collateral damage mm-hmm. that you did nothing to help. Yeah. And, and it was, I thought it was a perfect illustration of that in the sense that she, you know, she talked about it later. It's like, because this time it wasn't affecting you particularly, like I get, you're trying to see this big picture and you're trying to see what could happen in the future. And I mean, she didn't call this out, but I was like, also part of it is your own guilt. Like y'all are focused mm-hmm. on Nixley because you feel like Nixley is the problem because she's the problem that you caused. And you don't want to mm-hmm. look at this other problem that's happening over here that you didn't cause, but, is a, a, a ongoing problem. Apparently ongoing into the 31st century. Thanks for that, Brainy. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I was nice. like, you could have lied. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sorry. Look like right now I want to hear the fucking truth. Exactly. I was like, sometimes you want to hear the lie. <laughs> like, tell, tell me it's a utopia <laughs> in a hundred years. But my God. I'm going to be dead anyway. It's not like I'm going to be able to say, you lied to me. I'll, I'll be dead. I won't know. I know. Wouldn't it be funny if he had lied and then like a couple episodes later we do. <laughs> like Kelly goes in the future. She was like, you told me this shit was over. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I would have appreciated that. But yeah. So I was just. I, I think. Those two scenes in particular felt extremely prescriptive and extremely like, here's what we do. And what I've always kind of liked about Supergirl is that there is no, here's what you do when it comes to these kinds of situations. Cause you know, Supergirl doesn't have the answer to how to end the climate crisis or how to end mm-hmm. racism or how to end, you know, xenophobia, <laughs> Um, so I just like that that was just my issue we jumped right into the middle um, with all of the the craziness okay so this episode was about the building that went down a couple of episodes ago when uh, Mixie was or Nixley was charging herself up using Supergirl's power Um, that was the same building that uh, Orlando and uh, his brother were supposed to move into. It collapses, hurts a bunch of people, but also kind of like spreads out some sort of like fifth dimensional magic that's actually hurting people. Yeah. And then the councilwoman, I love this. So the councilwoman who is like <laughs> just clearly a 
cartoonish villain. <laughs> no, she's clearly Marjorie Taylor Green. She's Marjorie Taylor Green meets uh the the governor of Florida meets every scummy landlord ever um <laughs> who's like making a deal for gentrification at the expense of others. Um and she she goes to take Regeneron. She like goes to a different hospital to take Regeneron and then gets better, but also is able to harness this fifth dimensional energy, which I, so the first time she did it with the sandwich thing, like where she's like, I could kill for a sandwich and she kills that guy. Like she immediately does not care. Mm -hmm. she's just like I have power she doesn't care that every time she does something there seems to be a consequence and we don't like the fact that her assistants keep fucking falling out and getting concussions and shit we don't see all of the consequences but we know it's like siphoning some sort of energy from the other people in the hospital as well as um, Nixley because like Nixley Mm -hmm. is like what's going on like something's going on with my power um which in the end, the super friends end up actually helping Nixley by figuring all this out. But it's so funny. Like, there is clearly a consequence to each of her actions. She just doesn't care. Um, and she's just like, oh, now I have the power. Like, the building's gone. That means the, the deal is scrapped. It's not like being reserved for um, low income housing. So she's like, I can bring as many tech companies as I want. She starts paying off bribes, doing all this stuff. And Kelly is the only one noticing, well, one, of course, hospitals understaffed. They don't have enough ventilators. I don't know where they could have been pulling these inspirations from. (laughs) (laughs) So she's, she's trying to get uh, Alex and Supergirl and the rest of the Super Friends to help. So the most Alex does is Alex gets some ventilators, um, and that's pretty much it. Like she can't convince Andrea to co- to even cover it. Uh, she can't convince uh, Supergirl and them. Like she keeps trying to tell them something bigger is happening. Something. It's not just you know, this is not just a regular building collapsing. Like, something is going on with these people. Nobody seems to believe her. Um, She's feeling super frustrated. She calls Jimmy, um, and Diggle shows up. So, love me some Diggle. Y'all know I love when Diggle shows up. Yeah, I I love this man. Mm -hmm. He's my fave. Mm -hmm. Diggle needs to make a decision. (laughs) It's not even that. Can I can I go in? I need to go in because I, t- I, t- I group chatted you like the fuck. Can I have it for just for a moment, please? Just for a moment. I, you, you, you have it. <laughs> I am tired. Black women are tired. And I get it. Y'all saw Stacey Abrams and all the work black women did with Black Lives Matter and all these different movements. And you're like, oh, black women can do this. Black women are tired. It's why a lot of black women are sitting out this whole October 2nd Women's March. We are tired of putting in all this work and getting shat on. And so when he said, well, you know, I had a choice to make and I didn't want to leave my wife and family. I'm like, oh, so the black man gets to prioritize his white wife and his beige babies. But the black woman got to step up and be the backbone and save the world 
thanklessly and still get shat on. I've had enough. I don't want to see it in my media anymore. I'm sick of this shit. I am so sick of it. I was so angry. I wanted to reach through the through the TV and find the writers and say, no, what we not going to do is this. Now, Kelly wanting to step up, that's Kelly wanting to step up. But that whole dynamic, it is America. And that was something I don't want to see in my entertainment anymore because I'm tired of seeing it in the real world. I want me and my sisters to be able to rest. I'm sick of it. I'm sorry. <sighs> no, I mean, absolutely say what's on your mind. My thing is more, I need Diggle to decide his lane so are you the rosario dawson or are you a defender because <laughs> now what i'm seeing is that diggle is popping up and it's so funny because a friend of mine actually just texted me yesterday she's finishing up flash um the latest season and she was like what's up with diggle and i was like oh well they keep hinting at him being green lantern but he's not being green lantern so that's why it's all weird. And this is my thing is like, are you the Rosario who shows up on every, you know, season of one of these shows to, you know, patch up the superhero and give them a pep talk and send them on their way? Or are you going to actually be one of our superheroes? And so he keeps popping up. And I, I did really like that, you know, he came to support Kelly um in this moment because she really she did need some backup um and she needed to feel like somebody heard her mm -hmm. but you can't keep like jumping in throwing out green lantern catchphrases but not doing any superheroing <laughs> like oliver look say what you want about oliver Oliver and Felicity gave up their whole lives together to keep doing the superhero thing. Like, the, like they sacrificed. <laughs> like, so are you going to stay with Lila and your kids and, you know, just keep, like, popping up to dispense, you know, magical Negro wisdom? Or are you just going like, to, do it? <laughs> and that was really my issue. I'm like... Pick a lane, Diggle. <laughs> like you out here talking about some, as Jeff Jefferson Pierce once said, <laughs> like you know, like one time this other black superhero told me, <laughs> like seriously, Diggle, right now. <laughs> I was like this is too much. <laughs> this is too much. Um, yeah, I just need him to pick a lane. Like decide what you're gonna do, bro. I, I. We need more from you. Also, I like how um, even with his little talk with Alex, I was, but before that, I was like, so this was a great m reminder that John is not truly black. He is a Martian. <laughs> because why is, was he not listening to Kelly till she broke down? Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, what is going on? <laughs> And I liked it because it did kind of address it's it's almost as if he is even though he doesn't David Harewood obviously does not look it it's his character is almost like he can pass right because mm -hmm. at any point he can change how he looks um, so he was kind of like yeah like I get it but I don't get it mm -hmm. and I kind of like that they acknowledge that yeah. 
And yeah, and and even him saying like the thing that makes me feel the most alien, even more than the fact that I am a friggin' alien, is being an alien who wears the skin of a black man. Like mm-hmm. that's fucking powerful, and that's why I like that conversation a lot more than some of the other conversations. Yeah. Because it's like, it I'm was just powerful I'm, and I'm, prescriptive. Yeah, I'm just tired of it, though. I am so tired. Black women are tired. Let us rest. Can you let us rest? It's why I was hesitant to have Kelly become a superhero. Not because I didn't think we needed a Black female superhero, but because we are already expected to do that in real life. Can we just let her rest and be and be, you know? Well, that so that was also... I still don't think she needs to be a superhero to do the things she's doing. At all, because she she did just fine. Exactly. The fact that she even had to have that conversation with Orlando to, like, convince him to trust her. If she had just shown up as Kelly, he would have trusted her immediately. Mm Because she's already put in the work to earn his trust as Kelly. And because she, I was waiting for her to take off the mask because you know everybody be taking off their fucking masks really in these do, shows. Though. They really do. I was waiting for her to just be like, it's me, Kelly. <laughs> also, I was like, nigga, you know that's Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I like she just added braids to the, and her mask. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, let's talk about the braids. Okay, we yeah, gonna I mean, talk about okay, them goddamn I was braids. Like, so we gonna bring up the braids? We gonna break? Yes, like, we bringing up the braids. Why? Can we talk about? My- my note for that was what in the Tyler Perry presents is this? <laughs> girl for real <laughs> I hate everything right now and I hate everything right that, now it, it's like how uh, what's his name on uh, Arrow every single time they went into the field all of a sudden he had cornrows I was like who is cornrow with his hair <laughs> legends where they just walk into some like thing that like puts them in the full outfit like he was getting his hair cornrowed every time they had to go out on patrol (laughs) 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 like who gave y'all the right who decided that was okay (laughs) yes I was I was not (laughs) I was not impressed not a fan not a fan Wait, and, th- and now I feel like I need to go back because she def- she didn't have the braids before she changed her costume, correct? Correct. No, because her hair is in a short wrap. We saw that at yeah. the end of the episode oh, when she was wrapping her fucking hair. I know. So in her Annalise Keaton moment. So oh, yes. Oh, I look, I already wrote on Facebook. With her say my name, say her name t-shirt on. I'm like, God damn, how much more messages are we going to get? Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> we're going to get into that last scene. I did right on Facebook. I was like, Rod was right. This episode is definitely getting a BET award. If it doesn't get an award, <laughs> it at the very least needs a nomination. <laughs> this is the most like Black Lives Matter ever. Like, I, it was just so much. But <laughs> so that last scene... Kelly is in the in the and wait the last thing was a fucking ad for these okay so Kelly in the mirror wrapping her hair she knows she get her little doobie wrap going um we see her walk over to the table um where 
uh, Robin D'Angelo's uh, White Fragility is Sitting. I was like, that one's for Alex. She put mm-hmm. down ta codes Between the World and Me. I was like, that one's for her. She like sits down like on the couch, you know, like a black woman weary at that. I know what the friggin' stage directions of this script <laughs> look like. It was like, <laughs> weary sits on the couch, a black woman finally shedding the shackles of oppression. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you like this? (laughs) Why are you like this? I hate you. I hate you so much right now. Don't hate me. You hate the accuracy of what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, (laughs) and then she's all like, I feel like a vow's been turned, and now, like, I I can't shut it off. Like, I have to, you know, I've always held my emotions so tight. And the thing, again, I go back to is that it's not wrong. It was just (laughs) so extra. (laughs) Like, everything she's saying is correct. But it was just so extra. It really was. Oh. Uh, Yeah, and, like, Alex is basically just like, you know, like, how do I support you? And she gives her... I, look... I think I messaged you and I was like, <laughs> I know someone's been reading how to be an anti-racist because like, they were like, here's three strategies. That mm-hmm. you <laughs> I kind of wanted her to just skip to the end and be like, you know, just be there for me. Just hold me. Yeah, that and sit in it. Stop trying to make me feel better so that you're not feeling uncomfortable anymore because that's really what this is about. This isn't about wanting to be there for me. This is about wanting me to be in a place where you're still comfortable. And she said that in- I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. She said it in a very, um, I have just read a book on how to discuss this way. Like, you know, she said it is like, don't, don't make me like have to process it all right now and give you the solutions and the how the how to and all of that. Look, I part of me, all I heard was feed me, fuck me, and shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my god, my god. It, yeah, it's like I yeah, I just wish it wasn't like and here are three here are three to five strategies of how you can become a better person, how you can help black people <laughs> as they navigate this world. I'm like, just, you know, how about do the research on your own and do better? Look, I was waiting for her to say, here, I bought these books for you and go to bed. <laughs> you know that would have been brilliant. You know they're about to have book club every week, Super Friends Book Club. You, oh, you know Brainy. <laughs> Brainy's about to uh, do a PSA about this. <laughs> Oh, can we also talk about the fact that Brainy was ready? He's like, my moment has arrived. I've been waiting for somebody to ask me to hook them up with a suit. What I liked about that scene in particular was the fact that Brainy, even though he tells us things haven't changed, 
in like 200 years. Like, fuck you, Brainy. You Next time lie to me. Shit, I'm not going to be alive to see it anyway. <laughs> he does also say, though, he's like, but we didn't have a you. So in the future he comes from, Kelly isn't guardian. So he's like, you know, we didn't have a you like, you know, there's still time to change things. And so I appreciated that. But also, like, he was kind of ready for it. Like, he's like, I've been thinking about this. Like, you know, like, Brady, look, quiet as it's kept. <laughs> Brady is the one actually just like listening and paying attention to what needs to happen on the down. down oh, low. for sure. For sure. And so that's what I appreciate about that scene. He was like, oh, he's like, yes, I've been ready. Let's do this. Like, let's go. <laughs> um, like, I love when everything, after everything was done, he was like, kids, eat your vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> he's so silly he is so dumb i'm telling you he's gonna he's gonna do a series of like uh instagram lives about what the super friends are reading he's gonna be like this week we're reading white fragility mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 like check our link tree for a <laughs> study guide <laughs> like, that's gonna be brainy <laughs> oh my god i look I really love this episode, even though I'm going to clown it till the end of time. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, I enjoyed it. Like, the acting was good. But I, I, I'm just feeling a kind of way when it comes to being a Black woman. So that, it, it did trigger me in that way. Yeah. I just, like, I'm just saying, like... I, 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 mess, I messaged you. I was like, I was like, oh my God, I absolutely love this episode. I was completely invested. I was completely into it. But I'm also like, they're going to get these jokes. They're going to mm-hmm. get all the jokes. All of the jokes. <laughs> because how are you just going to be like this and not expect <laughs> to get clowned? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, shout out to Azzy. Like, this is her first, like, episode that she co-wrote. Um, I, again, I'm going to say, if you want to watch a really good example of how this is done. And not to say that this is a bad example. This is just, this is the CW version of this, right? And probably the best CW version of this. I don't know if I would have wanted The Flash to do this. No. <laughs> like, you know, I definitely don't want Stargirl to do this. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. I'm, I'm behind on Stargirl. Don't tell me they already did that. Um, <laughs> but... Um, if you want to see a really good example of how, you know, discussing this these issues were done on a TV show, um, I am going to direct everybody to watch Station 19. Um, I don't think you, like, super deep need to know the characters to, to watch the particular episode. I'm looking it up, but it's... Um, it was one of their last episodes of last season and it's really well done because it's the the firefighters there's a woman who comes who is a um mental health professional who has dealt with them before around like their grief and trauma around the fires but mm-hmm. she comes to talk to them um because uh some of the firefighters in their house have experienced police brutality and then like it's like right after the George Floyd um murder and a a a bunch of them are participating in protests and she comes Mm. to talk to all of them and it's really interesting because like 
already in the show they have like one um firefighter who's uh asian so he's talking about like if from his perspective and how he's been holding in a lot of stuff about like the asian the attacks that were happening on asian people around that time because he's like well black people are getting killed every day like how do i talk about that like what's going on with my Mm -hmm. community and then there's like one of the like white firefighters who's like i just like i'm just sitting here quiet because i don't know what to do i don't know what to say <laughs> like i don't know how to help like and I'm, I'm just a- here so i don't get fired. yeah he's like and i'm afraid i'm gonna say the wrong thing so i'm just just quiet all the time <laughs> you know what's sad though <laughs> i respect people who do that yeah like if he was, if he was who just instead like, of saying well it. this ain't true and what about this he's like you know what i don't know shit i'm gonna shut the fuck up yeah and- we need more I'm, I'm gonna say we need more white people willing to do that yeah and actually i just heard a really good thing too where it was just like sometimes you just need to listen and and i'm in that position as well like i mm-hmm. i had messaged you before where i was thinking about like everything that's going on in afghanistan i don't know enough about that so <laughs> i was just like i'm just gonna you know i'm trying to figure out who i can follow and like learn more about like what's actually happening and and sometimes that's what's needed like there is like there's one of the firefighters she is like Latina, but she's uh, in a relationship with one of the other firefighters who's black. And so she's like, you know, I... <laughs> she actually even has a moment where she's kind of like, I, I, don't, I don't really think about his race until something like this happens. And, you know, like, and that's a moment for her. So it's, it's just really well done. It's like the, um, the therapist is talking to each one of them individually. And, and you kind of like get it all from each person's perspective and it doesn't feel free preachy and it doesn't feel prescriptive because the therapist is never like, well, here's the five steps you have to do <laughs> to like understand what's going on. Um, <laughs> so I just really like that. So it's a uh, season four episode 15. And I think it was um, also co-written by oh no sorry it's uh season four episode 12 and it was also like co-written or you know they talked to a lot of the actual actors to talk to their Mm. experience about it and so um it's just really well written episode and so i just recommend it for like if people are like i want to see this done really well on television um i think that's the best example i've seen um yeah (laughs) oh I love these people I love them so much I love that they tried and I love (laughs) (laughs) and again I don't think I would have wanted to see this on the flash even with as many black people as there are on the flash and I don't think I would have wanted to see this on I I know for sure I wouldn't have wanted to see this on like uh star girl maybe Mm. legends of tomorrow legends of tomorrow would have made it really funny yeah like, they would have set the whole episode during, like, the March on Washington or something like that. <laughs> and, like, aliens are trying to, like, stop Dr. King. I don't know. They would have done something like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I really, I think this was a really good, if, if you're going to do the no. CW superhero version of this, this was a really, the best that they could do. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh my gosh um tell us how y'all felt about this episode all like 
two or three of you who are listening, please tell me about this episode. I just want more people to talk to about this because this was Love, you saw you, you saw we went off in our own way. I mean, maybe we reading too much into it. Oh my god. We Let were messaging know. each other the whole time. I was like, we have to save her for the podcast. We have to save her for the podcast. I had feelings though. I had feelings. Oh, so good. So good. Um, yeah. Best episode of Supergirl this season, guys. <laughs> we will see y'all next week. Bye.